Living your full hotness and essence is a sexy and messy journey, but so worth it. Join us for juicy chats and meet hot and inspiring humans with me, your host, Sherry Chiprut. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited because today I have my friend, Sagute Zidikite, sitting with me. And she really is the epitome of what I deem hot, magical, and human. So I'm very lucky to have her in my sphere. We met a little while back at a place called Yoga Attic, where wonderful creatives and entrepreneurs got together. And everybody said to me, especially our mutual friend, Lana, that she is the project manager queen. And not only for that, but just everything. She can bring together all your ideas. She can bring together a project for you, etc. And I was like, who is this human? I need to know who she is. And sure enough, we did become friends and we did connect. And so, and I've watched her evolve and grow. And, you know, in the short time that I've known her, I've watched her evolve and grow, but I really want to dig deeper into that evolution because she really represents the word and the the way of life of being a multi-passionate human and has really um, stepped into this role of representing that so well with even a new book release recently, which we're going to talk about. And I think that when we have people like Sagute in this world that are saying, hey, you can be all the things, it's really important for our capacity for self-expression. And this podcast is all about being and living in that pure, hot, self-full expression so that we're like the most, as we talked about earlier, radiant, magnetic version of ourselves in the world, because that is truly what hotness is. And multi-passionate, I said, you know, I wrote down in my notes earlier how being multi-passionate makes you sexier because not only are you fully expressing, you're really gathering all the parts of yourself together to do so. And that word and people like Sagute give you permission to do so. I love that. (laughs) Multi-passionate is sexy. It really is. Like pulling all parts of yourself. I think anytime we connect with someone who loves what they're doing, who's passionate about their life, who's excited. They're just radiating at a whole new level that's so magnetic. And that's the mission with being multi-passionate is to like love what you're doing, love your life and ride the ups and downs of that, but kind of do it with an appreciation for it. Yeah. And so I guess the big question is, what drew you even to becoming this like representative of being multi-passionate and allowing people to express themselves in this way. Like what even got you to say that this is my passion in the world? Those of us who are multi-passionate, we have always been multi-passionate. We're just secretly that, Mm. right? And what happened for me is I cut up all the pieces of myself and different people got to see different sides of me. And when I showed up at work, there was one side of me that could be seen or with friends, only another side. And then you're never fully authentic where you are because it's only one tenth of you that can Mm -hmm. connect with someone and so especially if you're in any way like introverted and you get drained easily right would you say you're introverted I would definitely say I'm introverted Mm -hmm. I need that quiet time to recharge but it's funny because I've had a career for a decade in partnerships right (laughs) so it's not that I'm at home um, all the time by myself. It's also like rebranding what being an introvert is. It's just someone who manages their energy a little bit differently, maybe needs more introspection, maybe has a deeper connection with their thoughts that are just constantly flowing through them and they cycle through them themselves. But 
Oh, yeah. When I'm with people and I can be fully myself, multi-passionate, that's when I'm just like jazzed up about it and so energized. And so, yeah, that was my journey. I think in the past five years, I finally claimed that title of multi-passionate and I wanted to like spread it to everyone because I was done showing up in different sections of myself with different people and in my career, in my passions. And I wanted to bring it all together uh, and help others do that too. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's exciting. And I think will be very inspiring for a lot of people to hear because you actually have a very amazing career path. You've gone on an amazing career path. You've reached very high levels of success that a lot of people would strive for. Because I'm going to include a couple of the titles. <laughs> I love it. I love all my titles. Right? So Director of Partnerships for Mind Valley. That's right. Right? And strategic lead partnerships at Shopify. That's right. Right. So these are definitely roles that A took a lot of experience, gumption, know-how, and skill to reach. Yes. And it's funny because you're talking about introversion and you know, you really have to have a real sense for the people you're working with and stuff. So that knowing of the people you're working with and being able to anticipate the needs of these roles and stuff and the people you're working with in these larger companies yes. all came into play. So you come from a very incredible background and still I come from like a tech slash creative background. I think that yeah. was the biggest combination for me was my left brain, very intellectual and my mm -hmm. right brain creative. And we're never taught that you can be both. It's like, yeah. you know, you go to university and it's like, are you going down the art creative path? Or are you mm -hmm. going down the like serious business? And of course, at the time I chose business. I went to Ottawa U, did the commerce degree, loved it. Went into finance after that, you know, which is now that you know me, it, it sounds funny, but I also loved it. Like I love mm -hmm. money. I love managing money. I love thinking about it. And even though I only did that for three years, it has served me so well, especially as a woman, to not feel intimidated in any way by money, right? So it's these mm -hmm. skills that we pick up along the way that they're never lost. You have to kind of bring them into your life again. And I found for myself every three years, I kind of reinvent in a really big way. Mm -hmm. So it's three years in finance. Then it was three years I was at Mind Valley learning all about online business, which was back in 2014, around that era where Instagram was just popping off. All of these online business things were like, nobody knew what a webinar was at the time. And my guide just told me to like go down that path because uh, I was curious about it. And yeah, and Mind Valley was like way ahead of its time. It was ahead of the curve in every way in the wellness sphere and the spiritual sphere. I guess, personal development too. They yeah. kind of covered the full gamut and they were so far ahead of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was even back then working in finance, doing my business degree. I always wonder how many closeted self-help personal development people there were back in, you know, 2010 onwards when we didn't have these like amazing podcasts. We didn't have these communities. So there's so many people like me who are probably like at home in their bedroom at night reading their Tony Robbins's at the time or whatever the book was. <laughs> sure, there wasn't as, that was what was available. Like yeah. largely there wasn't as many avenues. voices. Yeah, voices. Yeah. Share. They were coming up still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were all like closeted at the time. <laughs> and so when I heard about Mind Valley and I heard that I could work in the partnerships team with these big thought leaders and authors, it was a no brainer for me. And so four months later, after applying, I was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, 
which I don't think I would go to the other side of the world for any other opportunity. But I was like, I have to be plugged into this. Like, this is the side of me that never sees like the light of day. So I have to go there. And is incredible. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And for a multi-passionate person, that recognition that you are an amalgamation of all of your skills and talents and accomplishments along the way, that acknowledgement is really important. And that amalgamation is what makes you coming back to the hotness and the magnetism that it's acknowledging that all the pieces coming together of you is what makes it so incredible and sexy and hot and what allows you to be yourself in the world. We have to recognize that the journey is so important as well. And the learning and taking the chances and going to Kuala Lumpur, (laughs) you know, brought you to where you are now. Having that experimentation phase in your life. Yeah. I think now everyone is so eager to like jump into that finished end chapter of their life. This Mm -hmm. is what I did. So now I can finally feel like I'm worthy and I can have the recognition. And then they miss that whole journey of creating their own unique ending. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and this is the struggle of being multi-passionate is that if you know where you're going, then it's not exciting for us. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have this perfect path planned out for me. But then when you don't have a path, it is you can only trust yourself. And I think that's why I really stepped into being a champion for embracing that multi-passionate because it is a little bit of a skill. Like nobody talks about it. So we don't realize that, yeah, you probably will feel lost sometimes or second guess yourself. And those aren't feelings you should squash down or numb. They're actually feelings you should invite in. For, you know, what do they say? Emotions pass through for 90 seconds. Like, let it in, feel it, and move on from it. It's part of it. It's part of it. It's true. Yeah, and it's that richness of experience that allows us to be even more multi-passionate. And, you know, even to speaking to people that say that, say you're not multi-passionate. Say you don't have 20 interests in the world that you're trying to, like, bring together and, and <laughs> you know, and be this, you know, creative outlet You know, even for people that go from job to job or, you know, they haven't quite figured out what they want to do exactly in this world, just remembering that an amalgamation of experience is important and it's not, oh, I failed at this thing. I didn't quite do what I wanted to do in this part of my life, in this role, in this job, whatever it might be in your world. And just remember that that allows for depth of experience and that's really important and to honor that. And I think sometimes I hear often that people don't. Yeah. You know? Well, you know that cliche that it says, it's not a failure if you learn something from it. Yeah. And I used to roll my eyes at this all the time, Mm -hmm. right? As like this top achiever, I'm like, a failure is a failure is a failure. You know, I can only be A plus, perfect and amazing. Yeah. But If you really like look past the cliche and you realize that everything you do, if there's an angle, a perspective, a lesson, um, a connection that you met, Mm -hmm. anything that you get out of it, a way of being, anything like that, if you get it out of that situation, that has already impacted you as a human, made you like that next level of yourself. And so it was a perfect part of your plan. Mm -hmm. Like you never know what you can learn from something that you did 10 years ago. And you're like, I had no idea how that would fit into my life, but Mm -hmm. now it has in a little way, in a big way. So every part is like exciting and part of it. If if you're called to follow it, then it's perfectly meant for you. You just kind of have to trust that it'll show up when it needs to. Yeah, no, that's so true. 
And yeah, just continuing to trust and honor in that. Not to say that it's an easy journey, but, but, right. So yeah, let's talk about that for a moment because you continue down the path of, you know, moving into another corporate role essentially after Mind Valley. So after Mind Valley, I moved back to Ottawa Mm -hmm. and I wanted to immerse myself again into that like entrepreneurial, like buzzing environment. Mm -hmm. And so I joined Shopify Mm -hmm. back in 2017 working here. And I was there for three years and again, kind of moved over my partnerships experience, but into like a totally different domain, which is now e-commerce, very left brain. But I was craving that too. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause when I was too much in my like spiritual creative, I was like, I miss the like tangible 3d left brain. I miss that. And so I soaked that up at Shopify. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I really started to embrace all the parts of myself. Okay. So this was the pivotal moment. Yeah, at Shopify, that's when I started. Well, my whole thing started was actually because I was around all of these creative thought leaders who were building their brands. Mm-hmm. And I really noticed that their brand, them showing up, being able to speak, them being able to kind of own their own name anytime they whether it's they wrote a book or they wanted to start a business or start a podcast, whatever it was, they didn't need to go out, get permission from any gatekeepers, right? If you own your brand and you have that foundation online, then whatever you put out there, you have sort of your audience, your collection of people who know what you like. And so I saw that happening and I thought, huh, this is perfect for multi-passionates who are always going to be reinventing or trying new things or you know, maybe having multiple businesses, like a brand is the foundation. So I thought when I was at Shopify, I don't know what my, you know, we're always searching. What is my business? What is that thing? What is my thing? And I thought, I have no idea what it is. Let me start by actually just sharing. What do I believe in? What's like my vision for the world? And I started posting on LinkedIn. That was my platform of choice, right? There's no distraction. You can just put words in. I love writing. I did that for a bit and I turned it into my newsletter, the Friday (laughs) newsletter, which I still three years in, I still write every Friday. Three years. Yeah. This magic number for you. Yeah. Three years, but it ain't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So every Friday and I build like this beautiful community of others. And when I started writing it, I wasn't even really using the word multi-passionate. I just, yeah, it was just like, you know what? I'm finally just going to show up how I want to show up. And I remember creating my website too. And at the time I had this perfect little like boring website. It was just, it had white, you know, black text and one professional photo of me. Perfectly imperfect though. Yeah. You started. Exactly. You have to start somewhere. It got me out. And I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, how crazy of me to like buy a domain with my name on it. Like what kind of a monster am I? (laughs) And so I built that. And then I reached a point where I was like, no, I want a beautiful blog and website like kind of like those fashion bloggers and whatever so I'm like I want that aesthetic but I want the content to be more spiritual mindset personal development and I just felt like I didn't see that anywhere Mm -hmm. and it actually was I remember speaking with our mutual friend Lana (laughs) and of course and sharing that with her and she's like what if you just created the website how you wanted it to be Uh and I was like oh is it that easy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I did it and I you know if anyone goes to my website sigutezidikite.com you can see it's you know it has soft colors it has mm-hmm. movement it's you know lots of photos you could mistake it for you know a travel blog or something like that but mm-hmm. then when you actually read the words there's depth to it there's more 
of my interest. And now I see it a lot more, right? Everyone now, they're taking the permission to be creative. They don't have to be business owners with like, and cut off their creativity, cut off their love of aesthetic, which I think the online business world was heavily masculine for a long time. And it's go after results. Don't waste time on anything that's going to slow you down. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm -hmm. And so guess what gets cut out? Any personality, any flavor, any color, any sexiness is like wiped out. And let's just fast, messy, like, let's just get it out in a fugly way. And because nobody cares about it. I'm like, I care. Mm -hmm. You know, we both do. We love the aesthetic environment is important to us. That Euro chic energy we want to bring into it. So it's just like embracing that and knowing that that's going to make you stick with it for longer because you actually love it. Mm. So uh, that was the. So you're championing, you know, showing up even aesthetically beautifully and authentic to yourself as well. In every way. In every way. Yeah. It's not just. There's no formula of yeah. this is what multi passionate is allowed to be. It's like be whatever that combination is for you. And yeah. for everyone, that combination is different. And It's like taking the power back of like you define who you are versus waiting to be told what you're allowed to do. Right. And I think going back to even this podcast of like having that hot, sexy, radiant energy, you're not going to have that if you're waiting for someone to tell you how you can show up. Mm -hmm. Right. But how hard is it to take up that space? It's so hard. It's so hard. It's, it's like, it's just a muscle. You're going to do it little by little by little. And when you see someone with that energy, I think it's almost like seeing somebody who's an athlete or really good at a sport. You just know the time they put into showing up when they didn't feel like it or when they Mm. felt uncomfortable and you put in the work to be your fullest self. It's not just something that some people are born with. No, it's so true. It is a muscle. Absolutely. So taking baby steps is really important. Yes. Little wins for sure. Yeah. And just, I think, you know, you know, so if we were to say like, what are some of the, like the best practices when you're starting to discover that, you know, the world that you're in doesn't feel quite right. I know in my own journey, it was like, my heart was going in one direction and my life was going in another one. And I couldn't understand how to amalgamate them at all. It wasn't even something that I had, like, I could even like conceptualize when I was going through this. And it's a constant evolution, I want to say as well. It's not something like you wake up and you're like, haha, I'm multi-passionate. I have it figured out. It's like you had talked about earlier. It's like actually about being comfortable in the mystery a little bit, but understanding your trajectory. You know, I have like very big goals in this world know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to start to trust in that pathway and that things are going to open up as they're meant to. And then doing actual work to get there. But it becomes clearer because I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can't just think about it. I have to build systems. Mm -hmm. Or you talk about the masculine and the feminine. So marrying those two together, I think is really important on the path and that there's no right way to be multi-passionate. You know, it can be, like you said, in sports and it can be in the spiritual realms and it can be business. For myself, it was that I spent too much time in the spiritual realms as my side hustle Mm -hmm. and this thing that was not something that belonged in my professional sphere, like you were saying. And so hiding a big swath of myself, but even though I love the business world, I love business management, Right, you know, all the pieces of it, I get just as lit up as you, you know, when you're talking about finance and stuff, but I felt like I couldn't be all the things. And then like the sexy piece, oh my God, that beyond, you know, my dad's going to watch this. Right. But also like a successful woman isn't allowed to be these things. Also that, you know, and just reclaiming that part of yourself and not being objectified for it either. 
You know, that's a whole other discussion. So what would you say then is kind of the best practice or like a couple of best practices to start to get curious and step in that direction if that's where your heart's taking you? Yeah. So one of the things to think about is kind of we're not taught to know what our desires are. Mm. Right. Yes. Right. We're told (laughs) when you do what other people want you to do, Mm -hmm. that's when you're a good girl. Right. So we kind of forget, like we don't even learn to know what we want. So when a lot of people start this, they're like, I don't even know what I want. What Mm -hmm. am I supposed to want? Yeah. Right. For someone like me, like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And so it really starts with how can you build that like comfort and trust that you know what you want? And I think journaling, I would say that's like the easiest thing for me. So I started like 10 years ago journaling every single night, Mm -hmm. just kind of like a recap. What did I like today? What excited me from today or for tomorrow? That helps build that connection with yourself and just starting to talk to yourself and actually like, oh, interesting. And then you can go back and be like, oh, that's so funny that I I wanted this or I said this, right? You start to learn yourself. But the thing that I do with my clients that might fast track it a little bit, because I also coach a lot of professionals who want to step into like building their business or and building their brand and to be multi-passionate. And so the work that we do is actually... If you look at your life where it is today, like you said, we know if you're multi-passionate, the future, you're going to have to have a little bit of trust of where it's going to take you. Yeah. And that trust comes from the trust in yourself, the respect you have for yourself. And so to do that, we kind of look backwards and we mm-hmm. look at what are all the experiences that you've done? Let's write them all out. Which ones excited you? What did you get out of them? And it's rewriting the narrative where I think many of us like me, you probably were like, oh, you're jumping around. Oh, you're switching again. Oh, you're so. And we build these internal stories for ourselves. So like, oh, I'm just someone who doesn't commit or I'm someone who did it. And so, of course, we feel like we're these failures who don't know what we're doing. So, of course, we don't have trust to like go to the future blindly. So a lot of the work that we do is like rethinking about and rewriting our own story and this is where branding comes in right okay just whether it's like your about page on a website whether it's going on linkedin and updating it that part is so hard for people Mm -hmm. because they're like i have nothing to write I'm, i'm a nobody or they'll list out their job titles and it's like no let's actually really unpack that And when we do that, they're like, who is this person we're even talking about? They're so amazing. They've done so many cool things. It ties it all in together. And they're like, holy shit, I'm amazing. (laughs) Like, of course, I'll I'll conquer whatever next comes to me because I've conquered all these other things. So it's really like there's a fun exercise. Write down your about page bio. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a tough exercise. It's very tough. It's really tough. But when you get it, when like when you when it clicks, it clicks. And it's really an exercise. It's the about page, but it's actually an exercise in stepping into your power. Yeah. Yes. And showing up as all parts of you and yeah. not making it like a stale, you know, it's not a resume of these are all the things I've done. No. It's more like, who are you in doing them? Yeah. And how did you do them? Oh, and what excited you? Oh, so good. Right? Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a good exercise. Everybody needs to do it. <laughs> they do. No, really. Yeah. Yeah. does. And so what would you say to people that are scared? This journey can be really daunting. And when I say scared, it's like to show up in your full power is really hard. And it's really scary for a lot of people. And it means really shifting your life. Because although we're being very 
fun and cute and excited about being multi-passionate, the journey is actually quite difficult because you have to come out as this new human Mm -hmm. to your life. And that could be to your partner, to your family, to your parents, to your friends. And sometimes things drop off and sometimes things come in and people and your lifestyle changes sometimes. And I don't want to make it to sound daunting that, oh, my God, you're going to go through this cataclysmic change and transformation. But there is some of that. And you have to manage the transition. And when we're faced with change, of course, the first thing that comes up is resistance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. And I think that's even helpful to know that, like, we all have resistance. We all have it. Right. It's like we can. We're built for safety. We can talk about fitness. This is perfect. Like Every single person Mm -hmm. will have resistance when the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. Everyone. Everyone. Hands down. And it's just the difference of who actually gets up and does it and who doesn't. And a big part of that is what accountability systems do you have in place? Mm -hmm. What reason do you have? Right. Is it a reason that, oh, I just need to be skinny and I'm going to the gym? Or is it you're thinking 10 years down the line, yeah. I want to have a fit body so that I can whatever, run around with kids mm-hmm. or whatnot. When it's a meaningful thing like that, right? Just find whatever that is yeah. for you. That's an amazing answer. That clarity is so important. Yeah. And it goes back to it's different from everyone. It's so I can't be like, Sherry, what's your, you know, what's your accountability or your motivation to do your goals? And it's like, I'll get ideas out of that. But it's mine's not going to be exactly like yours. So it's again, that like conversation piece, but you're so right. Like, this is how I see it. I'm holding my like two hands out on my left hand. There's, this is like the container of your life. So let's say your career or your friendships or whatever, this is the container that holds you. Mm -hmm. And then on the right side, there's you and your own growth and your own reinvention. And sometimes you can go through a few iterations and evolutions within the container that you're already in. And sometimes you outgrow that container. And so the question that I think a lot of people feel is they find themselves in this position where do I stop growing so I can still fit in this container? Or do I change my container so that I can continue to grow? And I feel like everyone (laughs) gets stuck in that every few years, Mm -hmm. you go there and you're like, I'm going to have to just trust that Either the container will be there or not, but that's not mm-hmm. the important thing. And change every three years, like, so good thing. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, this container doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> There's three like years. The magic. But it's funny what the container is. Like, let's say Mind Valley, right? I yeah. left after three years. Yeah. But I am still very, very plugged into that community. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of clients from that community. And so the right. container expanded. It wasn't a job position at Mind Valley. It's now being a community member of Mind Valley. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, I didn't ditch that side of me. I just changed how the container looked. I love that because it brings us back to what we were discussing earlier about we are an amalgamation of our experiences and look how this job that you took far away is still right. serving you. And how you access that community so well. And yes. it's, it feeds who you are now and yeah. it's grown with you. Yeah. So also to give people a little sense of hope that everything you do counts. Yeah. Well, yeah. even Shopify, I left uh, two or three years ago now. Yeah. And a friend of mine, we started a Shopify alumni group. Oh, come on. And so Amazing. there's 2,500 people now still, you know, growing. And it's everyone who used to work at Shopify is now on the Slack channel. And it's just such a, you know, brain trust of ideas. Yeah. There's channels for, you know, the Ottawa channel, the Toronto, 
San Francisco, all these different groups, and you're still connected. And I left three years ago, but again, I shifted the container. I felt like my growth ended in the company, but this community of people were still on the same path of spreading entrepreneurship and to stay connected to it. So that's why, and I know you're a big community person. Community is the container that I think you'll never, you can never outgrow if you have the right types of also multi-passionate growth oriented open-minded people, then you're always all growing. Mm-hmm. You can't really outgrow yourselves when you're always growing. If yeah. That makes sense. It's like this meta concept. Yeah, of course. And really, yeah, surrounding yourself with the right people is always going to help you to step yeah. into those new spaces yes. for sure. And, and you're so inspired by like them growing. And then, yeah. you know, I was just sharing even for my book, like I helped the past year with a client who was, you know, going for New York Times bestseller, again, back from the Mind Valley community right. and just helping her do that. And it just it rubs off on you and you're like, that's right. I can do this. Mm. Right. I don't have to go find gatekeepers to write my book and then go to some cabin on a mountain and do it this sort of way where I've like envisioned it to be this big, scary thing. It doesn't have to be like that. No. And having those expanders in your life is incredible. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. And I want to comment on coming back to being multi-passionate and we're talking about income and stuff. I kind of say that being multi-passionate is a bit of an FU to capitalism as we know it and this like straight linear path that we're meant to take because nobody tells you to diversify your income. And when you're multi-passionate, you have the capacity to diversify. You have the capacity, the creativity in whatever industry you're in. And it's a bit of an FU. And if we've learned anything from the past three years, with this crazy COVID time was the importance of having diversified income. And so if anything, if you need any clarity at all, and it's just that even, that it's going to expand your capacity for money, let that sink in, you know? Because we don't often always, we don't always think of it that way, you know, that we can be multiple founders, we can be multiple business owners, we can have multiple projects, you have a book now and a business and this and you coach and you speak and you teach, you know, and all these things feed into Sagute, yeah. but in a way that allows for I mean, my vision for the future <laughs> is that it's not gonna be five founders in the world and thousands of people working underneath them. We're gonna have thank you thousands of founders thank you who work in clusters together. Yeah. Building these things. Community, like yeah. we're totally breaking that, you know, upside down triangle of Oh, so good. Want, you know, someone at the top. So I love that. And a funny story too, when I left Shopify at the end of 2020, I left at a time where I looked crazy for leaving because at the <laughs> time, the time, tech was yeah. like, like tech benefited from COVID. Oh. Let's just say that, yeah. right? And so it was at the top. Everyone was just going crazy with how amazing it is. And I did think like, okay, this is, I'm trusting my intuition because it has always led me to the right direction. Yeah. But I objectively can say that this is a little bit crazy to be leaving tech <laughs> at, the, at the peak. At the peak. And I left and I, that's when I fully took my business full time. I had been working on it at the side and I was like, I'm going all in. And yeah, a year and a half later, the story changed and now massive layoffs and massive layoffs. And everyone's now without a choice. Just one day you wake up and you get an email that you don't have a job and Mm -hmm. good luck. You know, and now there's thousands of people and it's really unfortunate to see that kind of stressed out. Like this is not what they wanted to do in this beautiful summer season that's coming up is hunting for jobs. And then you're just kind of grabbing what you can. And it's a stressful energy to be in Mm -hmm. 
And it just, the irony doesn't pass me that when I left, it seemed like the wrong move to make. Right. And now I'm like, well, thank you, intuition, for knowing that it would be crazy two years later. Yeah. And for getting me kind of out of that. And now I feel stabilized with my own business. Yeah. I don't need to rely on anyone. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great share. Actually, it's important. I think it's great for people to hear, you know, you might look crazy doing something, but then in the end, like, that's it. We never know who's right until the end. No. And you followed your heart and you knew what your desires were. Yeah. So important to note that as well. And you trusted your crazy intuition, like you said, (laughs) but it was also very brave. And so, yeah, if that gives anybody permission that's listening to do the same, I really cross my fingers that this is the leap moment for you, or at least it's the seed planted for you to get a little bit curious about the evolution and all your skills and talents and creative energy and uh, desires in this world, and that you just become more and more magnetic on your path, you know, as a multi-passionate, as a multifaceted, as a spiritual, as a, you know, a business person, maybe it's a direct manager we don't know whatever it is just honor all the parts of yourself right we just like Sugute and I are just sitting here like beaming because we want that so much (laughs) actually so yes I wanted to close out maybe with just one or two questions to get to know you but I know you love to travel yeah. <laughs> Just like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we do connect in this space. So where is the next place you're going to? Or what's in your oh, I love this question, Portugal. Oh, and I've never been. That's exciting. I'm so excited. I've heard it so much. How long are you going for? Probably three weeks. Yeah. Yes. I'm going with my boyfriend. That's, <gasps> you know, his side of the family is Portuguese. Oh, is he so, Portuguese? Yes. Too? Oh, so you're really going to yes. have an authentic, like a local. Exactly. Authentic, which is the best when uh, you're traveling. I'm already yeah. looking at the food and the beaches, yeah. the vineyards. Oh, so good. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. And so the title of this podcast is Hot, Magical, and Human. So what makes you feel hot in this world? And what is a spiritual practice that you enjoy that you wouldn't mind sharing with with everyone? Mm, I love that question. For me, it's exercise and sweating. Oh, amazing. That is, and it could be a walk. It could be a heavy workout. could be on the Peloton. Mm. But that, I cannot tell you how different my body feels after like just sweating a little bit. I'm just like walking on a cloud. You're like, you feel invincible. I think that's definitely my spiritual practice because Mm -hmm. actually my meditation style has always been through walking. Mm. So if ever I need to think about something, I put on music and I go for a walk and that clears my head. So any movement is really, really important for me. And again, like being in the body, right? We don't need to just transcend that and go into like our mind and detach. It's like the more I'm in my body, the more I feel it. That's my practice. And yeah, I think that's probably when I feel the most hot, magnetic, sexy, all the things because you're like connected to the power of yourself. And I love even when I'm working out, I'll look down at my legs and I'm like, there might be a day where I can't do this. Like how amazing is my body that it can do this? Oh my God. I love that. And it just like, it makes me so proud that like, I have these like limbs and this mind and this voice and this heart, like we're all working together to be here and do amazing things. So it's like, I feel like a team within my my whole body. (laughs) I love it. I just love how, I just love how lit up you are by this practice and how authentic it is to you and how much, you know, it serves you. I think that's incredible. 
Yes. And so I just want to close out by saying, hey, thank you very much. I'm super excited that we got to do this together. You don't know, we're sitting at my table right now. I brought croissant. We had tea. Like we really made it like a little it feels like we're in Europe. I love it. You know, uh, authentic to, you know, the person sitting with me. I wanted the experience to be that, but also just that we can have this amazing conversation and share her journey, your journey with everybody and how you serve everyone and how hot and magnetic and wonderful you are. And hopefully it inspires others to do the same, but also you have tools for other people as well. Like this wonderful book that I have in my hand called multi-passionate, how to claim your identity and radiate as a multi-passionate in a linear world. So that's available now. I'm going to link everything for everybody. For, and how to work with you and stuff yes. from your website and your Instagram and everything. So thank you from the bottom of my heart <laughs> thank for you, taking Sherry. this time being here with me and sharing your gifts because they're so needed in this world. Thank you. And it's amazing that you have this podcast and to go full circle back from the <laughs> beginning of saying, you know, me 10 or 15 years ago didn't have these resources and to just be able to see everyone like creating these podcasts and having these conversations. It's like giving everyone permission to be a version of themselves. So Thank you. It's such an honor. Thank you for being here. Connection makes us all hotter. Don't be shy to like, share, and follow me. I hope you feel like this episode filled your cup today and see you very soon.